ready for the interview And if you get a cue live on the laptop Watch what I'm gonna do Welcome to the show Let them know we got a point of view Hey, yo, let's have a combo Say what you feel, be real That's the motto Real talk, pronto Doctor D, PhD, hit the intro Hold up, wait Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals Gotta be social Network global A home for the locals Jordan Boucher and uh, the Dank Nutritionist. Jordan, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks so much for having me on your podcast. Yes, yes. And you know what? I was like, man, I saw your profile on Instagram. I'm like, we got to talk. We have to talk about this. I love it. Thank you. Yeah, well, it's just such an interesting topic, especially in the time we're in. But I want to kind of rewind. And go back, let's go backwards in the time machine to how you got started as a nutritionist and health and wellness, and then kind of get into how did marijuana and the munchies and all that stuff come and play? Sure, of course. Yeah. Um, I have been uh, working in the health industry for quite a bit, over a decade. Um, I um, you know, was going to college for mass communications, which I loved journalism, writing, and actually, um, got some bad grades during a semester and had to switch to a community (laughs) college, which was great. And I took my first nutrition class and fell in love with it. Um, and it rang really true to me because I lived in some different households growing up and my grandma had type one diabetes. My dad had type two and they had very different approaches on um, how to address that and take care of themselves. And so then learning about health, um, yeah, I switched my majors. I was living in the New Orleans area. Um, Katrina hit, I moved to Houston. Um, eventually moved around a lot. I went and worked on a cannabis farm and then decided to go back for my bachelor's, became a dietitian, nutritionist, um, did some personal training in there, worked with weight loss, a lot of weight loss patients. And some of them were um, u- cannabis users, but you know the response that they always got when it came to weight loss as a cannabis user was, We'll just stop using cannabis. You know, that's why that's why you have the weight issue or whatever. Um, you should just go on these sleeping pills if it's helping you sleep, you know, like cut the cannabis, use these pharmaceuticals instead. And I really saw that there was a gap in um, what patients, what kind of care that patients could get if they were cannabis users. And since I already had a background in cannabis and have been a cannabis user myself and have struggled with things like the munchies and stuff like hot mouth, you know, um, but I have my health education and background. I decided that I wanted to help serve this population of people who, you know, get kind of dismissed by, you know, your standard doctor or PA or whatever. So, um, I also am a holistic cannabis practitioner. So I've learned a lot about the plant and things like that. Um, And yeah, I just am here to serve. So that's kind of where where I've been and where I've come to. 
I love it. I love it. I'm a fellow mm-hmm. cannabis user and yeah. think it's amazing. And do you ever run into people who oh, say you're a, you're a dietitian and you're talking about weed? Like do people associate that and say, why are you doing this? So like, is this contradictory? Maybe because of their gap and not understanding it? Yeah, of course. And I mean, as a dietitian, it's like, I'm almost afraid to tell people that that's what I am because they automatically think that I'm judging what they're doing, Mm. but then they're also judging what I'm doing. And I'm a big foodie and like a big eater. And like I said, I've grown up in the South. So like, I am going to eat fried chicken if I want to, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like like rich soul food. I will have pizza, you know, like I eat snowballs. Like, it's just like, um, I don't think that there should be the shame in, in food. And I think that we can still have our favorites and, you know, try to find as best of balance as we can. And I also have been an emotional eater sometimes because mm-hmm. food is comfort, you know, it's there for us at celebrations, you know, when we're going through hard times. So, um, it just shouldn't be our only comfort. And, you know, with cannabis, it is medicine. You can use it recreationally. Again, it's just trying to use it however is best to serve you at that moment. So, um, yeah, I get a lot of looks. People are surprised that I'm a dietitian because I, I am kind of free with my eating and they expect, you know, a lot of other things, but, um, I just try to keep it real, you know? Yeah. I love that. I really love that. And, and Jordan on her Instagram is the dank nutritionist, which is hilarious. I love that. I love that. It's great. <laughs> well, it just, it, it, it pulled, actually pulled me towards you. I was like, whoa, I don't think I've ever heard a dietitian outwardly say that or be for that. I don't think what's the big deal, but, you know, I think in the health and, you know, I've been in the health and wellness profession for 20 plus years, and Mm -hmm. I don't think I've ever met a dietitian who's like talking about it, you know, like as freely as you are, you know. Thank you. Yeah, there are, um, I have some dietitian friends who also work in cannabis, Mm -hmm. um, but they're not quite doing what I'm doing, you know, so some of them, you know, are use cannabis for gut health and some of yeah. them help people with like, you know, learning more about cannabis as like treatment for Parkinson's or, you know, like p- specific dosing for edibles and stuff. And so I want them to kind of claim that territory. Um, that's, that's not um, what I'm focusing on. I want to help cannabis users just live their healthiest life, manage their munchies. If that's a concern, <laughs> drop body fat if they want to. I'm, I don't want to tell anybody that they should lose weight because yeah. it's none of my business unless you want to and you come to right. me for help, you know? Yeah. I thought the munchies part, I want to get into the munchies part. So for mm-hmm. one of the great things about having these type of discussions is that mm-hmm. it should open people's eyes on some level. So some people, you know, they have opinions on cannabis, maybe good or bad. Let's say someone's listening to this, they have no idea, but they've heard I'm going to eat a lot of potato chips or whatever. <laughs> I have cannabis. Let's talk about the munchies, what that is specifically for someone who's not familiar 
and why you're working in that area. Sure. Um, so the munchies can be a concern for some cannabis users. Um, cannabis can act as an appetite stimulant. Um, there's actually like synthetic cannabis, Marinol, that places will use. Like I've worked in nursing facilities where they will give patients that to help them with their eating more. So it can definitely stimulate your appetite. But then there's also strains that can act as appetite suppressants. Right. So some of it is like, what are you using, you know, can impact your munchies. Um, and typically with the munchies, it's just, you know, you just munchy, you just kind of want to eat. It's, it's usually not like lots of salad and broccoli or anything, no. <laughs> but it's like high calorie stuff. But there's so many other factors that can go into that too, because people, it's like munchies is kind of like just night is like cravings that sometimes people will get at night, yes. even if they aren't cannabis users, because maybe they're not eating enough during the day. And by the, by the time they get home and they're trying to unwind, like, it's like, oh my God, I'm so hungry. And I don't want like low calorie food, like vegetables or whatever because your body's starving because you haven't eaten all day, you know? So it's, I kind of think it's similar to that kind of craving. Um, But in a lot of, and it's interesting because the research says that for most cannabis, like overall cannabis users have a lower BMI than average of non-cannabis users. So it's like, once you kind of are using cannabis for a while and and get into a habit of it like the munchies end up subsiding sometimes people will need cannabis to eat after some time um there it's just a lot and you know because it has been so restricted with you know legalization and all of that um there's still so much research coming out on it um and it's just sad that we haven't had that the whole time when we should have because it's just a plant you know of course Mm -hmm. what do you think we're gonna i mean this is purely speculation but what do you think we're gonna find out about cannabis after there is more research done in the future well um you know we have everyone already has like this endocannabinoid system Mm -hmm. in them and that's kind of like what the cannabis like links to just like we have nervous systems or whatever we already have that um and there's a lot of medical conditions that are now being linked to not having that cannabinoid system not as stimulated as it should be more or less so i think we're going to find out that it is definitely needed and maybe not in the psychoactive effect, like mm. you can heal with cannabis without getting high. Right. So like you don't have to get high if you don't want to, but there's so many other healing capacities of the plant. And I think we're going to see that, you know, the earth gives us what we need, you yes. know, it, it was here and it's like, there's so many different ways that you can utilize it. Like hemp seeds in your smoothie, like the omega-3s, you know, um, that it should be incorporated into our lives in one way or another, just as things like 
like people say now, make sure you get take your fish oil or eat fish so many times a week because of the omega-3s because they're so beneficial. So I think it's just gonna become more and more um, prevalent, you know, and, and as, as consumers and people just get more comfortable with it as well, especially for people who maybe grew up with it being like the devil's lettuce. You know? <laughs> the devil's lettuce. <laughs> like, like there's a lot of stigma to overcome yeah and there's a lot of stigma with being a stoner to overcome yes. like like it's not um like we're people are not just like getting high and laying around on their couch binging netflix and dominoes all day i mean and maybe they are and that's their prerogative <laughs> but there's like people who you know, athletes who will you, who use it, you know, it's like, it's so medicinal in other ways and like all of these medical conditions. So like you can be, live like your healthiest life and yeah. be a cannabis user. Most definitely. I would say I, I am totally in that whole thing. I definitely binge Netflix and take an edible every Friday night. It's amazing. Yeah. It's actually amazing. And then I have an amazing meal. You know what I use it for primarily? I think it makes food taste 8 billion times better when you're yeah. eating it. And yeah. it's like, so, and actually when I make dinner, mm-hmm. when I'm on cannabis, I feel like I put more love into the food because that's all I care about <laughs> at that time. And yeah. I think there's this whole thing about well people using something that is actually probably more native to your body, the endocannabinoid mm-hmm. system. We just have to get through this stigma. It's still pretty ingrained, especially in certain states, certain mindsets uh, for that. I think that's as, but I think that's changing. Do, do you see that changing with a lot of people you talk to? I do. Um, I definitely do, especially, uh, you know, I've had former patients who had medical issues they were struggling with, and cannabis has been the only thing that's helped them. Yeah and for them to be able to function and get through the day. Um, but like you're saying, I still have relatives who are like, oh my God, I can't believe you're working with that. It's so illegal. It's illegal. You know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. it's okay. It's not what you think it is. You know, <laughs> devil's lettuce. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. Um, what do you, how do you use it when you cook? Oh man. So a couple ways. So I, I have this book It's called cooking with cannabis Mm -hmm. and it's really good. So like, usually I'll make like a can of syrup, Mm -hmm. uh, and I'll get some flour and then I'll strain it and this whole thing, put it in the pan and then I'll make it in like spaghetti and different stuff like that. Amazing. Amazing. Besides that, I just really just like to, honestly, I like to be high when I cook every once in a while, this is not a regular thing, but every once in a while, because I feel like it makes me more focused. Like if I'm making a dish, I really want to be amazed. Like, oh man, this is like, um, I, I kind of want to be in that state. Right. I think people crave altered states. I just think that they sometimes crave things that are not great for them to be in an altered state for right. that. And I think marijuana is an awesome altered state to be in. I think the creativity is mind-blowing, can be mind-blowing with that. I just think there's a big thing. It's like, more well people need to discuss their cannabis use versus just sticking it into a medical aspect of it Mm -hmm. because it's not just because like, Oh, 
you shouldn't use it because you're well. Like, what's what does that mean? Like, right. yeah. why is that a thing? Like, it can't yeah. just be a the, the I think Michael Pollan talked about it uh, about like drug use for well people needs to be discussed. Mm-hmm. Responsible, ceremony based, ritual based, you know, being safe, well mm-hmm. people use instead of it just being focused on the medicinal aspect of it. No, right, right, yeah. Yeah, I love that. I saw him speak um, at Harvard with his uh, recent, most recent book. Um, So yeah, that is so great. I agree. I mean, and like where humans, like animals crave altered states too. They do. You know, (laughs) And, and it's like, I don't know. I've had this discussion with so many people like, like, yeah, the altered states, like that's, there's nothing wrong with, like, there's nothing wrong with anything, right? It's, it's all up to the person. If you are finding that, you know, it's like, don't let the plant control you, you have control of the plant, just like anything, just like alcohol, just like Netflix, just like sleeping or, you know, chocolate or whatever, like all of these things are substances that we can either overuse abuse or or use and and it's up to you what works best for you i mean i'm not here to yeah judge anyone or anything um and speaking of the creativity one of the best gifts i ever got um from uh, my ex-partner was it's a waterproof shower notepad so I'll get high and then go into the shower and like that's where like all of the ideas come out and I just have like my pencil in there my notepad and I'm just because I'm a writer too I'm just like writing like whole novels on these pages (laughs) and then I go back and look at them I'm like what was I thinking here you know yeah but it's great to just let it out and yeah I agree cannabis is awesome for that I think it's I think it's amazing for that and i just had right before you i wanted to have these episodes back to back at uh danielle simone brand on and she uh, has a book called weed mom okay and yeah. and we were talking uh, having a very similar conversation about this but also mm-hmm. how like as a parent and and whatever and as a friend spouse sometimes you know like the altered state many ways, especially for well people can help you become maybe a, a more sympathetic version of yourself, self right. with other people, or be closer to other people with that. Mm-hmm. And I think there's still like, people associate this weird stoner culture, like, mm-hmm. and I think it's if, if you're using cannabis, and you're a very successful person, whatever that means, and you're doing well in life, and you're responsible, like you shouldn't have shame about using cannabis. What's the big deal? <laughs> like, it's crazy to me. Exactly. Yeah. And especially for parents too. I love that she has that, you know, book because it should be a socially acceptable, even more acceptable than having a glass of wine. I We said that we talked just about that. Like, oh, it's yeah. so it's fine to have a glass of champagne or wine or have a take, have a bottle a day around right. your kids. And everybody thinks that's fine. I guess. I don't know. But weed, no, no, no. It's like weird. It makes no sense. I know. Cannabis is not going to impact you like alcohol no. is. Alcohol no. is poison for your body. And that's yeah. why you have that drunk response. So, I mean, it's 
yeah, it's, it's definitely, and it's just so crazy how, and I don't want to get all like political, like law and the government, how they could have just like demonized like devil's lettuce again, yeah, you know? And it's just, um, it's crazy. And so I think that a lot of other countries are doing it better and, you know, we are making progress. Yeah. It is slower than I would like, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, we just have to keep being vocal about it and, um, you know, just, yeah, like showing that it's, that it's, it's not that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, it's funny as I, most of my adult life at this point, I've lived in states that have had cannabis pretty much. Yeah. And, uh, I'm not sure I want to go to a state that doesn't. <laughs> at this point not that it's a huge part of my life because really not but it's just kind of like it's the mindset of it it's like this feels backwards like right you know a bunch of people are getting you know drinking a six-pack a day you know doing crazy stuff to their body but there's no weed i don't get it you know right and you want it legalized because then you know exactly what's in it when you go to the dispensary and you, you know the, exactly. the dosage you don't want some random person giving you buying something off the street that's the to me i think that's crazy yeah. right yes exactly from from knowing cannabis non-legally mm. and then moving to places where it was legal yeah you definitely want to know exactly what you're getting because that's how you can better use it to serve yourself yeah and what you're looking for like if it is the creativity or if it is like just kind of like a bubbly, you know, whatever, like when you're cooking and you have on like Otis Redding or whatever, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, like that's what you want it for. Um, like that's, you want to know what's in it. So yeah. I agree. And it's, it's wild to me. I've lived in all both types of states yeah. and um, yeah, I'm like making a pit stop in a, medical state right now not a recreational state and i'm like mm -hmm. yeah i'm not gonna be here for very long <laughs> <laughs> you know it's just like it's just it's not safe you know no. because not even safe really but like it's just if i can't get it like and if i do use it for altered states or for medical reasons or whatever like if I'm not getting it, then why am I going to impact myself negatively yeah. by human being spirit? You know, why would I make myself suffer? It's yeah. Like, I, it's so interesting that I didn't think we'd be having these type of discussions at this point. Like, it's really amazing. Like, it's just, it's been a pretty amazing turnaround. And I think like people like Michael Pollan are important because, you know, you're talking about somebody who's basically never into that stuff or anything like mushrooms and all that. And then he's talking about it and you need well people or people maybe who have never thought would be into this right. to start leading it. And I, I, I just like this whole, we've got to stop demonizing altered states. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, well, you know, you're getting messed up, you're getting high. Listen, I've been in fitness forever. You know, exercise, you get pretty much, you get very high when you exercise completely. You're altering your mindset, especially when you get in the zone. Mm -hmm. uh, you can overexercise. <laughs> I mean, you can like, I mean, you can definitely have too many edibles too. I mean, you can do a lot of things too much. I believe me, I've done all that, <laughs> but you know, 
Yeah. I think we got to stop demonizing it. We try to put, we try to put like crack and cocaine and heroin and like with weed. It's crazy mm -hmm. to me. And then, you know, you got that stuff being mixed with crazy stuff. Then you, you're throwing these other things in like they're the same thing. It's just not. They're not the same. We're just like throwing everything in a bucket at this point, you know? It's like, uh, why? Why? Yeah. why? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, you can get the altered states with too much coffee. Of you know course what you I can. Or don't you love that when people say, oh, I don't do anything. I'm like, you drink coffee every day. I'm like, you're a stimulant. You're doing a stimulant every day. Yeah, I mean, they sell caffeinated gum, you know, it's like, it, so, I mean, yeah, it's, it's super, it's super wild to me that it is like that still. And yeah, I actually um, wrote an, like a little piece about runner's high and yeah. how, you know, I had gotten it have I gotten it before you know and but then I also kind of read when I was researching it that if you are a cannabis user sometimes with the exercise your fat cells can start to release a little bit of the cannabis back into mm -hmm. your bloodstream or whatever um so I thought that was really interesting but yeah exactly I mean the alter stasis like that's something we've been as humans doing forever yeah like forever. Um, it's part of healing. It's a part of discovering who we are. It's a part of connecting with other people and with animals and with the planet. And, you know, it's just like the whole, we all just kind of need a reset, you know, because yeah. we're just in this like modern era of like money and like machines and like losing connection and like yeah. the earth is like going to shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> so true. Like, climate change you know what I so mean true. Like, yeah. we really like need to just kind of get back to um basics but again without like tapping into the water supply of everybody on the planet and giving us yeah. a little boost that's not gonna happen <laughs> you know? no no do you feel like it makes me think about you that whole thing was what you said was so profound is that how you feel about food also in the sense that we need a reset about nutrition and food yeah i mean because food is energy too um and like something that i heard or read or learned way back when is like if you i eat animal meat you know i eat meat um but if you're eating like I try to get my meat sourced really specifically as best as I can yeah. because the animals are, are like overstressed like in those last moments of their they life are. and you're they consuming are. those stress hormones and how like even if they're already like the meats you know it's no longer alive or whatever like what kind of impact is that having on your on your body and what I found especially like working in weight loss is it all goes together. So when people start cleaning up their diet, um, and I don't want to be cliche, like clean diet or whatever, but like mm -hmm. drinking more water, you know, cutting back on soda, eating more plants and more fruits and like better source meats, like, um, and sleeping better and the fitness, like even just walking is so underrated. It all goes together yes. and you just start to feel so much better I think it all just needs it's just like how do we overhaul it there are, and I just became a certified yoga instructor over the oh, weekend nice. I graduated with Kripalu. congrats 
Thank you. And it's like, how do we overhaul, like when the whole thing needs an overhaul, there's like bits and pieces of like things, but then you see like, I don't know, it's just, it's so much, you know? Yeah, it is. I, you know, I, we're, we're, we're tracking on the same thing because I think like we'd say the term that, oh, are they healthy? I'm like, okay, what does that mean? Right. I think we have this big, large cover of a word that means almost nothing. If nobody thinks about it, like on the grand scale, they're like, what is healthy mean? So like when you're working with clients, things of nature, they say, I want to be healthy. What is, what do you say to them when they say that? Well, it's what does healthy look like for you? Yeah. You know, yeah. what's your, what's your motivation behind coming in here, behind reaching out? Um, I'm not just aesthetic, you know, I, I'm not just, oh, I want to be a size two, like, you know, um, the BMI is skewed, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, how do you want to feel? What do you want to be able to do that is a struggle for you now? Is it playing on the ground with your grandkids? Is it going, you know, on a, you know, you go on a cruise every year and y'all have always gone on this hike or whatever. And like, now you're struggling, like, is it that? Is it wanting to manage your A1C, your blood mm -hmm. sugar level, like lower that? Is it wanting to think better, have more energy, not fall asleep after eating every single time, you know? So it's really health is a behavior. I don't think that you can judge somebody's health just from the way that they look, you know? Um, so it's, it, it is, it's like, what does that mean to you? And like, for stress levels, mm -hmm. are you connecting with your friends and family as much? Because there's so many health, like health and wellness, there's so many different aspects of it, you know? And it's just like, we always just kind of, especially maybe with social media and like TV and mm -hmm. stuff, just focus on like the way that people look or what they're doing on the camera. You know what I mean? Like, your Instagram food that you're posting yeah. or whatever. And it's like <laughs> so much more than that, you know, like, how do you feel, you know? Yeah. Getting in touch with your body again. I think it's a large conversation because, you know, if somebody says, well, you know, my exercise is great. My food is, is really, I'm doing really well. But if they have really poor personal relationships with people, right. they don't sleep well you know, they don't like their job. I mean, that is that health? I mean, because you're good in a couple areas. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's a really large spectrum. Like if somebody's serious about their health, I always feel like they want to attack all these different areas of their lives and get better. You know, just getting fit doesn't mean much, honestly, uh, from when it comes to a larger discussion on health mm -hmm. and wellness. And I, I think stress is probably one of the largest things we don't discuss enough right. people people are stressed out which to me goes hand in hand with the cannabis conversation right. <laughs> with that if it helps takes a little bit of that edge off and allows you to be maybe more of your authentic self i think we tell people like well try harder well you can do these things like okay so but what if that doesn't work <laughs> you know right and some people don't want to be in meditation you spend all this time to be a great meditation person to get to an altered state sometimes you don't want to do that you know right right yeah it's cannabis is like a you know it's a tool in the toolbox when yeah. it comes to 
health and wellness. And, um, you know, it's, it is definitely helpful in that aspect and stress. Yeah. is like, it's the killer, you know, and, and it's not necessarily like huge major events. It's like that chronic underlying feeling of being rushed, sitting in traffic. You know what I mean? Like that underlining kind of, that's just like killing us from the inside. Yeah, it is. It's so bad. Um, And yeah, there's so many different acts, you know, avenues of wellness and you can't and it's hard because you're saying like oh just try harder you know oh we need to just get grittier or yeah you know like make your routine better and it's like I just got my master's too this summer and so I you know I've had these discussions with my teachers because that's like what my main focus was yeah was on health and it's like you know people can try to over improve themselves like to death basically and it's like why are we trying to trying to improve and then knowing that like we're not going to get it all right and like we're not going to have the energy to give a hundred percent to our food our exercise Mm. you know our sleep our you know finite like our financial health our social health like and it's okay if sometimes you may need a little bit more in one area or the other it's never going to be perfect. It's never going to be all the way balanced, but we should be trying to put an effort into all of them to be yes. kind of overall healthy as individuals. But a lot of that just gets neglected along the way. Yeah, that's, that's what it feels like. Um, health is a funny thing. It's so personal to people. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. so incredibly personal. I wonder with health, when somebody sees you, let's say we're talking about the munchies, or like, what's that introduction like? I'm just curious of like, they want to talk to you about the munchies. Like, do, is there a sense from them that they feel weird to talk about it? Or is it usually an easy conversation? Um, I think that once they're out of the cannabis closet. <laughs> the so cannabis <laughs> closet. <laughs> like once they're like, I use cannabis and like the munchies is like, it's a common struggle. I mean, if you're a cannabis user, you've heard of the munchies, you know what I mean? Even non-cannabis users. So once you get to that point where you're like out of the closet, like I'm a cannabis user, like let's kind of address some of the side effects that come with it, like increased appetite or like dry mouth, you know what I mean? Like those are common things. It's a substance, like it's a plant that we're using just like if you ate you know, cayenne pepper, like what, what are some of the, (laughs) like, that's going to make you sweat. It's going to make your mouth burn. How do you address it? You know what I mean? Same type of thing, you know, obviously different, but (laughs) yeah, you know, and I think a lot of it is just addressing the lifestyle Mm -hmm. of the person rather than just, um, just the cannabis, you know, there's so many reasons why you have the munchies, other than just using cannabis, because Mm. like we've already said, even non-cannabis users get the munchies, except that we call them like late night cravings, you know what I mean? Or, or something like that, or like I went off the rails, you know what I mean? Or like things that people have said, and it's like, well, why, 
what are you doing and what can we tweak to see if it helps you not to do that behavior that you don't want to do anymore you know yeah. like not eating enough during the day or not getting enough sleep or you know, not having protein enough, you know, or the fiber that keeps you full or whatever, you know? Yeah. It's funny you mentioned coming out of the cannabis closet. I don't think I've ever heard that term, but it makes sense because there's people who are like, they're afraid to tell other people that they're a regular cannabis user. That would seem to probably be the biggest hurdle initially is like, okay, let's just get this out there. Okay. You know? Right. Especially people in certain roles. And I can't take credit for the cannabis closet. I heard it on somebody else's podcast. I can't oh, okay. remember who it is right now. <laughs> it's really cute. If you see the picture, it's a girl. She, I think she, I don't know what she's doing in the picture, but anyways, yeah, I like, um, I tried to film a video for social media and it was like how I felt as a cannabis, as a healthcare professional using cannabis. It's like game of Thrones, like shame shame shame. like walking across like the yard like people throwing things at you like (laughs) getting stoned and stuff (laughs) yeah exactly like oh my god how can you be work in the health field how could you right exactly and and other you know jobs parents like we said all you know all of that like there's a stigma you know yeah like we have a lot of things and it's unfortunate. And that's why doing these are really important. Because if people see it, they listen to it, they go, oh, okay, well, is it that bad? You know, you got to get out there. It's kind of like I've had a lot of scientists on Mm -hmm. and and I say, you know what? Your research really means nothing if you're not willing to come out and talk to the public about it. I mean, especially now, people aren't reading that article, especially as a peer reviewed article and it, it's a different language, basically, to a lay person. They don't right. understand statistical analyses and, <clears throat> you know, end of one studies and all. They don't know that stuff, you know. And so it was like, if you got to get out there and explain it to people, if you want people to believe in the things you're doing, you got to get out there in front of people and talk about it, right. you know, and, and make yourself available. You can't be stuck in academia writing papers all the time, <laughs> like that only your colleagues see. Right. Or that, because now, you know, people are, getting information all over the place some good some bad and same thing with cannabis who who's presenting the information how are they presenting it right you know cannabis literacy just like digital literacy there needs to be more about cannabis literacy for a lot Mm -hmm. of people like you said there's people still the devil's lettuce thing's hilarious that is funny that's actually funny (laughs) like (laughs) i never heard that before Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. My brother joked about it one time. <laughs> Devil's lettuce. I'm like, man, that's pretty good lettuce. <laughs> right. Exactly. right. Yeah. And yeah. also, but has it been pretty much well received what you're doing by most people? Um, yeah, for the most part, mm-hmm. I think some, I think it's still kind of weird for some people. Um, who just like don't ever comment on it or like mm. ask me questions. But for other people, it is stimulating a conversation that they would have never had before. Mm. So it is super beneficial. Um, you know, like you're saying with the scientists, like you have to put it out there for people to hear. 
And even if it's controversial, like that's the best type of things to talk about, you know, it's like, because it gets people thinking um, and, and, you know, stirring up a little controversy sometimes like that gets the word out. Um, and I think I'm relatively approachable. So like, yeah, people are, you know, like people will talk to me about it if maybe they felt uncomfortable about it talking with their primary care physician who is like, I don't want to sound like, I don't even want to explain it because you know what I mean? Like just on the other side of the spectrum with the devil's lettuce, like, um, same thing. I have a friend who, you know, had a medical condition come up and their doctor was like, Oh, well it's because of the cannabis for sure. Like, that's why you're having this, you know? And it was like, they had no, research nothing to back it up with and it was like they're not even related it's like cannabis actually does the opposite of this so i don't know what you're talking about so um yeah Yeah. it's just yeah we've got to definitely talk about it more and put it out there and um you know hopefully as legalization and recreational and all that spreads in the u.s you know there will be more of it and and it is like i mean you can you can get the healing benefits without the high, of course. So that is like an easy segue in. It's like, sure, you know, maybe just CBD or something, you know, go start low, go slow. Like you don't want to introduce somebody to cannabis with like a 200 milligram edible. That's going to make them be like, oh my God, it is the devil's lettuce, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Massive paranoia, man. (laughs) Like, like anything you could just like you wouldn't want to do that with alcohol or whatever exactly but what's the tradition we have in the united states typically teenagers young adults they binge drink at parties nobody sets the ceremony the ritual to do it in a way that may be more beneficial and i don't i can't tell you how many times i've met people go oh weed i don't do that i had a bad first experience i'm like well what did you do oh well i had this brownie how much, how, what, how many milligrams? I don't know. Dude, you could add a hundred plus milligrams. You have no clue for that. I was like, I don't do anything like that. It's like 10 milligrams, 15 max. You know, it's like, you just, that's just, you didn't know anything. You just did something and just put it in my mouth or go, oh, it's not working after 20 minutes. Oh my God. No research into this. (laughs) Like, right. Yeah. I would never, eat a full dose of something that was like homemade because you just don't know and yeah I do not want to like and then it's my fault because I'm taking something and I don't know what it is and again another reason for the legalization because people know exactly what they're getting you know you wouldn't want the same type of thing with like how people used to homebrew their hooch or whatever you know alcohol or moonshine like you want to know exactly what's in it so you know what you're getting. And I was on another podcast recently and we talked a lot about intention, you know, and like setting the stage. And I didn't use cannabis until I was like 18 years old, even though I was around it before that. And I had experiences where I was drinking a lot of alcohol and then I would use it. And it was like, not a good experience because I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm mixing two substances that you know, I shouldn't be doing it like that when I'm a newbie, you know what I mean? Like I, you need to know, you go in, you, you edge yourself in real slow, 
be with some comfortable people start with just a smidge you know yeah, like yeah yeah think yeah. about it like when you go to a dispensary generally at least my experience is the person's extremely knowledgeable who's helping you they can tell you indica sativa what they like the difference between the edibles the flower do you want water pipe whatever it is for that when you buy booze i like alcohol but when you buy booze there's no education you right. just pick it out of the cooler or the freezer or whatever and you just go i like this <laughs> you know, it's like there's no instruction yeah. there's no instruction you just buy right what's what is more, a better educated guess what i did at a dispensary or just what i picked up at the grocery store you know right. exactly I, no they don't think about it that way Right. Yeah. It's so, um, it's so much more of an educational experience and it is, and it's just a different, it's a different vibe. You know, you may be going to pick up that alcohol and you like the label and you're like, Oh, I'm going to get fucked up off of this, you know what I mean? Or whatever. But if you're going to a dispensary, like, yeah, you may be just looking for something to get you high, but at the same time, it's going to have all these other kind of modalities yes. that you're not even going to, that you may not even know about. And yeah. the um, bud tenders or whatever, like yeah. they're going to be able to give you guidance on that and help you. And yeah, I find, I love, you know, the whole dispensary, the educational yes. component. Um, and it was interesting to live in different states as legalization kind of grew to where, you know, at first, it was just in a glass jar and like you could take tongs and like yeah. I could smell it and like squeeze it with the yeah. tongs and see how sticky. And now it's like in a case, all of it's like super regulated, yeah. you know, the type of strain, where it was grown, when it was harvested. Um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, I love it. I mean, imagine if you were given that much education about the food you ate at a restaurant, right. you know, like you're not even given that level. You look right. at it, go, this looks pretty good. And maybe you ask the, you know, the server, what's good here type of thing. And it can't give you much information right. about the deeper knowings of yeah. where that meat came from or where it was sourced. They don't know. They just work there. Like in the, the cannabis dispensary people, I'm telling, they're like all in. They yeah. know everything about all the products. Yes. Wouldn't you rather have that level of education for something you're going to ingest and something just like, eh, whatever, you know? Right. And they're, they're passionate about what they do. Yes. They know that it's helping people in whatever regard or capacity that someone's using it. You don't even get that information at the pharmacy. You know, right. they're like, oh, have you ever taken this drug before? And you're like, no, they're like, okay, well, this is what it's used to treat. Um, don't drive anything with it, you know, yeah. whatever. Like, but you have no idea what's, what's in that you know and it's like with cannabis yeah it's um it's a wild experience but it's great yeah so it's just like it's interesting i just think there's so much more education to it and that's what drew me to it as someone who's been academia Mm -hmm. and you know in the workforce for a really long time i'm a highly educated person i'm like okay if i'm gonna do this i want to know about it i don't want to just like go into it binge level blah 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 Right. I mean, I will say though, my buddy got, I see, I didn't start cannabis till I was like 35. I'm 43. Okay. I got a really late start, but see like my buddy who got me into it, he, he researched a lot of it, but he, I started out with edibles. 
mm-hmm. completely. So I didn't do anything else. And we had like a 30 milligram. It was too much for me. Oh, yeah. It was way too much for me, you know, yeah. but I learned that. And then, so now, I, but I, I got more educated about it mm-hmm. and what works for me. And I just think the education level is really important. So people like yourself who are, are helping people, you know, as they come out of the cannabis closet about it and talk about the munchies, right? you know, cause you're afraid of being stereotyped as a loser, right? Or just a pothead, right. a stoner, reefer madness, right? right? It's like, and it couldn't be further from the truth, like further from the truth. It's just propaganda, man. It really is. Yeah, it really is. And so many people like, I mean, gosh, was it Shikari who was the LSU runner? Yeah, yeah. Positive, you know, like, like the fat, one of the fastest women runners. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, how can you even say it's all in a perspective of who you are? I mean, who yeah. are you and what are you using this for? Like, she's really fast, yeah. you know? And, and like, I mean, yeah, there could be people who are Netflixing it and, and I do that too. And yeah. she may do that too, you know, but like, there's nothing wrong with it. Like, yeah, wow. it's, it is, it's just stereotyping and just like so many other things are. And um, yeah, we just need to keep the conversation going to um, really just, you know, spread education around it um, because it, it can help people in so many ways and can help to heal. And you just really need to be, know who you are, you know, as yeah. a person when you're going to consume it, you know? Most definitely. Most definitely. Well, Jordan, this is, this has been fun. I love talking about this topic and people that are like yourself who are very open about it and want to have discussions. It's, it's how it changes. Great. Right. So. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. This was awesome. I, I really loved being able to talk about it and, um, yeah, kind of spread the word and get to know you too. Yeah, of course. We'll definitely keep spreading the word. And uh, I look forward to talking to you again, actually. So yeah, me too. Great. Thank you so much for having me. You got it. Thank you for listening to this episode of Dr. D's Social Network. Make sure you listen to future episodes. Also, please make sure to rate and review My Dad's Show on Apple Podcasts in the rate and review section. Thanks, everyone.